Thank you very much. Round of applause for the Courtier family. Dramatic talent again. Thank you very much. I think those are two of the most nonchalant disciples I've ever seen. So, <laughs> very cool, very cool, great. Now, if you're here on Friday, Good Friday, we looked at the story just before this where Jesus dies on the cross and we saw there how even though Jesus is suffering and dying on a very sad day, it was Good Friday because Jesus was dying for our sins to forgive us, to bring us back to God. And even on the cross, uh, God was making sure that the world could see that he's the king. Even the sign on, on the cross said... Jesus is the king of the Jews. So, um, amazing story. We left it there, and at the end of that day, uh, two of Jesus' followers, called Joseph and Nicodemus, came, and they took down Jesus' body, and they had permission to bury him in a grave that, because time has run out, was just very nearby. So, in a hurry, they buried him on Friday evening before sundown, and they left Jesus there in the tomb. And then we get to today, and that story... And Mary comes to the tomb. So we're going to think about that story now. Any of the children here, do come to the front here, because we've got some stuff to involve you with. You can help me with this. Um, Some things that we can, I think, have some fun with and teach the grown-ups a couple of things too. So thank you very much. Come and join me here. Just sit here anywhere you like on the steps, on the platform. And we're going to think about Mary and those two disciples, Peter and John, as they come to the tomb on that very first Sunday. And our question this morning, I've put it up here on the board here, but at the back there you won't see this. It says, what was in the tomb that Sunday? Don't, hands up, no, 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 not yet, not yet, don't, wait for it. We're going to find out, because the grown-ups don't know the answer. You do, probably, children, but what was in the tomb that Sunday? Now, just imagine you are Mary, and you come to the tomb on Easter morning. She's come very early uh, I don't know if anyone was up here, anyone up at like 5 o'clock this morning before the sunrise? Yes, a few of the dads here are nodding, That no doubt the children had you up. Now, Mary came like that really early, wasn't even sunrise yet. And anyone have a guess, why did Mary come to the tomb? Uh, actually, Alex, could I just borrow the hand? Have you got it there? So, oh, don't worry. Matt and... Thank you, they'll come. Why did Mary... Go to the tomb on Easter morning. Anyone have a guess? Do I have a go, Bryony? What do you think? Talking to um, I think that she went on early morning because she tried. She wanted to remember Jesus. I That's a good. Oh, go on, Emily. Go on. I think because he was sad. Because she was sad. That's right. It's a great answer. She wanted to remember Jesus, and because she was sad, she was remembering someone that she'd followed. She'd be one of his closest friends and followers. And now he's gone, and he's died, and he's been buried, and she's seen that. So she goes to find out where he is, check he's still there, make sure that maybe no one's broken into the tomb and stolen... Thank you very much, Alex. Stolen the body. That would just be great. I think give the children a chance. Thank you. So she's very sad as she comes to the tomb. What do you think she expected to find at the tomb that morning? What do you think she expected? That is on. That's great. Um, She expected to find Jesus... She did, didn't she? She thought she was going to go to the tomb and she'd find a grave. Many of you may have seen, you know, in cemeteries, graves. Um, and she expected that Jesus' Jesus' body would be there in the grave and there would be like a big cover over the door to stop people breaking and stealing the, the precious spices that they used to wrap round in the cloth on a dead body to, to keep it smelling nice. So she expects to find the tomb just like it was on Friday evening. So uh, I've got a little picture here of a dead body. In those days, they, they wrapped, they wrapped, I know it's good, they wrapped bodies in 
like a bit like a mummy without the kind of case around it. It wasn't like Egyptian, quite technical reasons why it wasn't the same, but a bit like a mummy. So that was what she thought she'd find. But inside, she thought actually she'd find a big door in the front. She couldn't even see the body. There'd be a big door. What did she find? I don't know what... Did you watch in the story? What happened? What did she find when she got to the tomb that morning? Who's had a go? You, thank you. I love your, um, your face painting. You're a cat, are you, this morning? No, I'm a dog. Oh, you're a dog. Sorry. <laughs> I should have guessed that. You're a Dalmatian, aren't you? <laughs> Silly me. Anyway, what did she find? She found... Um, the door, the rock had moved. Brilliant, thank you very much. The rock had moved. Now, these were big rocks. Anyone, anyone know kind of a really heavy door that's hard to open? Have you ever been through a really heavy door? If you go to old buildings sometimes, yeah, some of the doors in this building are pretty heavy, aren't they, too? Well, they didn't just put a heavy door on the tomb, they put a big rock, and not just a kind of rock like this big, it would have been like this big, way, way heavier than, you know, even I could lift that heavy and she went there and she found that he'd been lifted the word that John used actually lifted out of place almost like something even a human being couldn't have done it's been lifted it would have been rolled in a socket dropped in bang shut no one can get in and she's found it's been lifted out of the way so what did she do next what did she do next anyone remember might be a little bit tricky question this one Let's have a go. Do you want to have a go? Go on, Brownie. Um, I think that the stone was moved because Jesus came back to life. Yes, you know, you're getting ahead of me there. She, she's going to get to that. The stones rolled away. It's a great answer. Do you remember what she did? She ran, didn't she? Lucy ran across to the disciples who were sitting here, you know, chatting, playing cards or something, very casual. And what did she say to them? This is the first... There were really three big signs this morning. The empty tomb with the stone roller, the first sign. What did she think it meant? She said to the other two disciples... Come on, grown-ups, help me here. What did she say? Sorry, stick a hand. You're all all now having a go. It's brilliant. Thank you. Thanks. She said, they have taken our Lord away. Someone has taken... Our Lord away. So she thought they'd just taken the body away. Probably maybe she thought robbers had stolen it because, as I said, they wrapped the body in cloth soaked in precious spices. And John told us in the previous chapter there was a lot of spices. Nicodemus was a, a rich man uh, and Joseph, and they put a lot of very valuable spices. So people stole bodies to get the spices. I know it's very sad, but they did. So she thought someone's stolen the body and it's gone. So she thinks, what's in the tomb that Sunday? Well, Nothing, that's right. And she goes and tells the disciples, and they came running, and they get to the tomb, and they saw again the stone rolled away, and remember which of the two disciples got there first? There was one called Peter, and the other one called the one Jesus loved. He was probably John, the writer. Which one got there first? It was a bit of a race. Who got there first? Who do you think? I think Peter. You think Peter? Yeah. Peter was often first in the gospel. He always kind of spoke first. Actually, John got there first. They think maybe he was a bit younger than Peter. Um, and he's, he may be boasting, saying, I got there first, I was the quicker one. But actually, what he's saying is, I got there first, but he said, I didn't go in. And this is where we got our second sign. First sign was the stone rolled away. The second clue 
was this. Peter got there, and he being Peter, went straight in. And what did Peter see inside? That's right, thank you. Did, did you see that in the story? In fact, if you look very carefully, you can see them in the tomb there. He saw just the cloths, the grave clothes, that were wrapped around a body lying there. And Peter saw that. Now, Peter has got our second sign. The first one, the stone rolled away. The second sign was this. I've just got a picture of them here, but you can see them inside our empty tomb there. There were some grave clothes. And Peter saw that, and... He didn't know what to make of it. He stood there. And that's where John, who's writing this story, he saw all this. John comes in. He walked in next. And he saw the same thing. But John says, there's something very important about these cloths. Did anyone hear what it was in the story? They weren't just, uh, the cloths were lying there. What did John say? Did you listen really, really carefully? What did John say about the cloths? Two things, actually. Thank you. They were neatly folded. So that's why I've drawn cloths here. Not, you know, if you get up in the morning, hands up who makes your bed every day. Yep, children, do you want to make your bed every day? So you neatly put your sheets or duvet neatly, don't you? (laughs) No, okay, you know, fine. Um, I've, I've sometimes seen bedrooms where, where you know, sheets are just kind of left everywhere. It does happen, apparently, doesn't it? Um, and John says it wasn't like that. They were neatly folded, like someone had, had not left in a hurry. This wasn't robbers stealing grave clothes and chucking them away. Someone had taken the trouble to, to fold them neatly. Or possibly even, the word means, like they'd just fallen off the body and the body had passed through them. And John sees something else, third sign. He sees this. He sees the cloth that was around. This is the second thing that they saw. The folded clothes and the cloths around the head. So three clues now. The stone rolled away, the folded clothes, and the separate cloth that was always used around the head of the body lying there, again, like someone had just carefully put it there. Now... Does that look to you like robbers came and stole Jesus' body? It doesn't, does it? Because number one, they'd have taken the cloths because they've got the spices all wrapped inside them and left the body, probably. But number two, it's all looking so neat and planned like someone has deliberately left some clues to what's happened. Now, Peter, as I said, he let it went away. He didn't know what it meant. He was puzzled. He'd only understand later the same day the real reason. But someone told us down here earlier what's really happened, and John works it out. John actually says he saw the grave clothes like this, and he believed. He hadn't even met the risen Jesus yet, but he believed. He understood what this meant. Jesus is not in the tomb. Jesus has not been stolen. Something that's never been seen before, something that they didn't expect to happen, has happened. Jesus has risen from the dead on Easter Day. And John saw and believed, without even yet seeing the risen Jesus. So, I think for us today, John has a lot to help us with about what it means to follow Jesus, what it means to trust Jesus. So, just as kind of, to, to kind of um, help us understand what faith is, what John's faith is, what our faith is today, because we're like John, aren't we? Jesus appeared to the disciples later the same day, two people on a road, 
Mary in the garden, the 11 disciples in the upper room, Thomas the week after, dozens of others. But for us today, he's in heaven. We can't see him. It's a bit like John standing at that tomb. We can see the grave clothes, the stone rolled away. And like John, we can trust, we can know that he's risen too. A few years ago, um, I was taken ill. Um, and I need someone here this morning to be a doctor for me this morning. Anyone want to be my doctor? I think you're first. That's great. Thank you. Do you want to put our doctor's coat on? That's fabulous. And we do have one of these for you as well. Sorry. You're... Do- oh, Dr. Panda. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, why not? Um, now, I was taken... I had a tummy ache. And I had to go to hospital... And I had to have an operation. Now, if I had an operation, do you think you'd, you'd be a good doctor? Um, maybe. What maybe. Think? Maybe. <laughs> what, what makes a good doctor? Um, being careful and um, making sure you're looking at what you're doing. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you got the job. That's great. You'll do. That's great. <laughs> That's absolutely right, isn't it? I had, to, I had to trust that doctor, because the doctor said, you need an operation, and they did an operation on my tummy. And I had to trust that doctor would do what the doctor said. They said, I'll put you to sleep, um, I'll, do, I'll make a little you know, cut in your tummy, and I'll take out the, the thing that's causing the trouble, uh, and then I'll serve up afterwards, and you'll be fine. And when I woke up, what do you think I felt? What do you think I felt when I woke up after the operation? Um, you felt a lot better. I did. I knew because the tummy pain, I had another pain here because the scar was quite sore for a bit, but it, the, the pain had gone. Uh, how did I know that the doctor had taken, it was a lady doctor actually, had taken that bit of me out that was causing the trouble? How do I know? How do, how do I know she had done it? Yeah, because the tummy, the tummy had gone, and when I looked down, there was like a, like a very neat scar here. They'd make it all look, you know, stitch it up. But there was a sign there that it had gone. And that's a little bit like, isn't it, about Easter and trusting in Jesus. We can't see Jesus physically this morning. He is alive. He is here. We can't see him. But John and Jesus have left us so many clues that we can trust just like John did. The stone was rolled away and all the disciples saw that and they wrote about it. The cloths were neatly rolled up and folded and they all saw that and they wrote about it. And of course later that day... He appeared to them, just in case they didn't understand it yet, so that we could hear about it today. So can we round applause to our doctor here for doing a very, very safe operation? Thank you. That's great, you can have a seat again. So maybe here this morning, that some of us here are are just wondering, um, could this be right, could this be true? If that's you, keep looking, because that's what these two disciples did. They went and they looked and they checked it out, and Jesus showed himself alive to them as they trusted him. And if you want to look into this further, then children, we've got a little booklet for you, um, which is just a a nice free giveaway for you this morning, to take home um, all about the first Easter. And for grown-ups, we've got a book for you too, which is called The Divine Comedy. It's all about how the story of Jesus, it starts as a sad story, but it ends up as a happy story for all of us. So do get a a copy of that, the yellow book, The Divine Comedy too. But did you notice with John, it's so helpful to think for us today, Whenever we say, I, I wish that God would just appear to me and make it obvious and give me a sign, well, he's given us lots of signs, 
And we've got the eyewitnesses who've written all about those clues for us. And just like John, we today can see and believe. And the last thought I've got about John for, this, for all of us, actually, is this. It, John then says, in brackets, I didn't understand yet that Jesus had to rise according to the scriptures. So you see what happened? He, he believed that Jesus was alive. He got it, even though he hadn't expected it. It was an amazing thing. He's alive. And then he went away and he read the scriptures and he understood even more. And faith's like that. We begin with faith, but faith is not, it doesn't kind of stay. Faith keeps learning and growing. So why not every day, why don't you and I decide, we're going to open the scriptures every day this year so that we can understand more about the risen Jesus and know him better ourselves. So you've been brilliant, children. Let's say a prayer now, shall we? And let's thank Jesus that he's alive and that he's given us so many ways to help us, clues to trust him and to know him better through the Bible today. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for Easter morning. Thank you that you had won the victory over death and sin on Good Friday and that you showed that, you proved that to us by rising again. And thank you that as well as appearing to your followers, you also left these wonderful clues so that we could know that you're risen And we pray today that as we ask your help to know you better, we'll understand more and more what it means that you are risen and with us today and what it means to love you and to serve you. In Jesus' name, amen.